This episode is presented by Comics and Gaming Magazine, found at cgmagazine.ca, and brought to you by noblenight.com, where out of print is available again. Buy, sell, and trade RPG books at noblenight.com. Throughout the ages, there have been heroes and warriors who have embarked on quests to save faraway lands and free the people from would-be conquerors with dice and not a lot of common sense in various role-playing games. Today, legends are told from the tales of our terrible warriors, an unlikely group of nerdy adventurers armed with some pretty stupid ideas and a horseshoe up their butts as they come together to save the day in These Warriors Are Terrible. Seriously? These are the guys we're going to go with? Hey everybody, welcome out to These Warriors Are Terrible. Tonight, it's the debrief edition to After the Bomb where literally everything blew up uh, <laughs> in a spectacular glory. After, before, After, during before, the during bomb. bomb. Yeah. Uh, the I, bomb, many bombs. <laughs> All the bombs. I am a Steve Snowball Sailor, and this episode Plan brought bomb to you. bomb solutions. Yeah. This episode was brought to you by noblenight.com. I don't think anybody was noble in this session whatsoever. You kind of were. Uh, a no, little bit. maybe. Yeah, I was probably the other one left. Uh, and then. <laughs> you poor, deluded, demented fool. <laughs> I know. Noblenight.com, we're out of print, is available again. You can really get some great books, including the books that we played tonight, which is After the bomb and a little bit of roadhogs for all our vehicle stuff and i'm joined with the terrible warriors tonight erica sailor senshi sabo uh brad i wish there was more explosions <laughs> julian l greco spillane uh brendan crossbow fry justin machiavellian plan ecock all right, so, well, we didn't really the get... The best laid plans of Cox and Men. <laughs> Cox and Men. I like that. Uh, so, uh, Justin, what did you think of our performance? <laughs> uh, you played right into my hands. I wanted to create a story where you were told a complete lie by a completely great bullshitter that you got completely suckered into doing her bidding, and then you would show up and she would give a slow clap, and then you would all run for your lives. Okay. Now, it didn't work exactly as I had planned, but that was the whole arc that I had figured out, and I just had to figure out how to break it into four hours. So I knew that you would rescue someone who would claim to be someone that they're not. There was no uh, husband CEO. Um, the whole rescue she had orchestrated. Those dogs worked for the Empire and laid their lives down to sell the deal. The scientists, if you had actually done your gene sampling on the bodies, they were swine that looked like human. They had ah, been martyred bitch. for execution so all those clues were there you just didn't investigate them but <laughs> she well, that whole thing that whole opening yeah. act was a theater to sell the deal that you are rescuing her and helping her and her and her company out um but the whole company is a front she's a spy and she's funded her entire capital investments through a bunch of illegitimate businesses that the empire runs all to get at the last human genome Left in the world that you shot a bullet through. Yeah. So not only destroying the hopes of the Empire, but also destroying the hopes of the greater scientific community in controlling the genome virus. So what is sort of the epilogue to this story now? The epilogue has you um, going into hiding, uh, at least on the East Coast. Plan B Solutions is now the most wanted terrorist group in history. <laughs> Uh, with your two bodies identified, they're yeah. able to easily trace you back to prosperity to your headquarters. Oh, no, fuck. If they're on foot, they never make it there in time before the authorities get there using the very few planes that they actually have. 
and they're able to lock down prosperity, confiscate all your belongings, and the remaining members, if they choose to stick together as a group, because you guys did work really well together, <laughs> can choose to head to the only last free place, Sacramento. And yeah. you're off to the west to join uh, up with the Roadhogs or someone. I'm, I'm down with my brother. We're good. Yep. Yeah, I, uh, Justin, I will say you succeeded very well in not leading on to any, like, duplicity. Like, we had no reason to distrust her in the beginning at all. Before like, it, it never crossed my mind once that that was the issue. Well, that yeah. six pops and the execution, that was real. But yeah. then that last dog was either going to kill himself or just sell the cell again. Because yeah. the thing with the, the new kennel dogs of humanity is they are... Super loyal. They'll lay their lives down for their masters if it means that their people will get citizenship someday down the road. And that's a really, when I read that in the background and after the bomb, I was like, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Like in terms of the story, like that you got this entire race. They're not slaves in that they're not, they're like totally willing to do this. And they know they're being stamped upon, but it's sort of like, oh, I love you, master. I'm a happy little dog. And that's basically all of them. And they will do anything. And so they become these like, Gestapo, who will just go on suicide missions Wait, what kind all of an- the time. What kind of animal was was uh, Victoria? Or was she Victoria like, was human. She was she appeared human? to yeah. be human. Wow. Now, if she actually, she believes she is pure human, and uh, if she is or isn't, she doesn't know. Um, I had thought of giving her psionic abilities and making her a mutant human, mm. but just because of time constraints, I was like, "Fuck it, she dies." Replicant. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, there is a rumor goes around there are no pure humans left the genome virus did a number on that and that any humans are just perfect animal mutants that have become perfect humans but are themselves actually descended from animals so what would you have done would you have been prepared for our rockets actually hitting the truck and uh and blowing everything up and murderizing everyone inside sure I would have just had a note that had arrived uh, set up. I mean, she was like this James Bond villain that had yeah. alternate plans to alternate plans. So if she had died in her gambit, and it was a gambit, and she's a spy, she knew she wouldn't make it, but all for the glory of the Empire. If she was killed in the attack, then more notes from this invisible CEO would continue to arrive. My wife has died, but you can still save us all. Things like that. Mm. And it would try to sell. But she wanted to see you. She wanted to make sure that you were equipped to be ruthless enough to not pay attention that you would go right into our Cardanian facility and not even check the badges of the security guys okay, who were mowing here's, down. Here's, here's the thing, though, about, uh, about that. There were no dogs in yeah. that facility. Yeah. There were no... Um, there really weren't any guards in that facility, and the few of them weren't really that armored or heavy. It was mostly civilians running for their lives. No resistance, yeah. no mercy. Right? Here's, here's the thing, though. This is the first time that in all the Terrible Warriors history that we've just basically gone in guns blazing. We've always tried to be able to take the safe stealth route. This is the first time we're just like, you know what? Fuck it. We're blowing yeah. everything up and we're just I taking like, everything I, by force. I feel like the setting really empowered that. I mean, yeah. Oh, it we, totally did. I'm we, not. We it, had I like loved it. effectively $30,000 well, we to build I let a you doomsday guys spend, device. Yeah. Before we recorded, I let you guys spend basically two and a half hours building Grave Digger. <laughs> but that's the thing. And so it, that it you wasn't dug until, your own grave. It wasn't until uh, YouTube. <laughs> it, it wasn't until you two were able to get, uh, I'm pointing to Brendan and, and Julian, that they were able 
able to get not only basically twenty two thousand dollars worth of uh, and that was random. To, and that's that what was I random. If it was if if you guys didn't get that at all, each one of us probably would have had our own vehicle, and we wouldn't have been and able it, to have like our own tank. It's of sort a, of like of a paranoia. Truck. I took a bit of control away from everyone again. And uh, it, the, you might not know at home, every single character and their backstories of being feral or being a townie or being raised by assassins. Those were all percentile die that we rolled at the beginning. They yeah. just rolled about four of them to find out what animal, your background, what vehicle training you had. And that gave them their personal expenses, the skills they used. So you still had the freedom to choose really what kind of character you were going to be, your alignment and things like that. But you couldn't choose the more fate things that you were an owl and you were a frog and you were raised by you raised by assassins. You don't get to choose who your parents are. Yeah. You don't get to necessarily choose your 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 start in life. And uh, and and you had as your vehicle expenses. Almost all of them, in the case of Brendan and Julian, were gifts given from your training. You have become a mechanic. Here's the expense to go build your own car. And you, instead of building your own car, pooled the parts into building Gravedigger. The way I kind of felt it, like at least the story-wise, story wise, is that you guys had this truck. And then over the past six months to a year that we've been together, we've been building yeah, up this and upgrading this, yeah. tricking it well, out exactly. into what it what it was. You maybe had a car or another cycle of your own that you well, I had my took own bike. apart, yeah. but you might have had guns on that That's bike true. that you took off the bike and yeah. put onto the hood mm-hmm. yeah. of of Gravedigger. And and uh, I mean, uh, the frog had no vehicle expenses. You I were had a no feral vehicle ninja. skills either. And 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 you had nothing to bring to the table. And that yeah. was again, that was a random thing that happened. And. Uh, I, I mean, I did let everyone roll three animals so that you had a bit of choice. So you could have been a mole, a Steve, or you could have been, been a moose, moose. Yeah. or you could have been what you chose to be as the owl. Yeah. And uh, and then we had uh, <laughs> Julian actually got cat and mouse dog. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> so like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been really interesting if you had picked dog. Yeah. Because everyone distrusts the dogs, even the free ones, thinking that, oh, you're just a new kennel collaborator. Yeah. yeah. Just a spy. Yeah. I, if, I I really enjoyed that. You yeah, know what? I, I I I we do a lot of cerebral games here, and I think this was fun to just blow shit up. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. definitely. I mean, you really my, need that sometimes. I thought about making it difficult, but I was like, these guys are having a blast, like, and yeah. there's nothing I can well, do. And that was the thing. I, I, <laughs> thought, I gave you grave digger. I, I did stop and think twice. I was like, huh? You know what? There are a lot of just animals here. And <laughs> like, not, not this is of, really easy. Yeah, well, I was thinking, not a lot of dogs <laughs> and no, like, humans. Well, the Man. real difficult combat was Act 4, when yeah. you yeah. walk in and you find out you've been had. That's when you were going to go against armored animals. And if we had had more time, there was going to be a mech robot waiting in the lobby. There was oh, going to be, like, other things going on. We just spent a little too much time on the first story. But, um... But again, that was my fault. After you spent so long building Gravedigger, I was like, okay, well, I got to give you guys a proper intro. Originally, yeah. we were just going to plan to start with you at the truck on the highway, and the combat began right at the beginning. That's where we we're going to start. I was like, yeah. let's let's tell the history of building Plan B resources, yeah. and 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 the months as slowly one member shows up and another member. I kind of liked that sort of time lapse. Uh, it, helped, it helped establish. Which is something we've also never done yeah. in Terrible Warriors. Every campaign has started with 
a crew that really doesn't know each other yeah. or, or doesn't really feel comfortable with each other or, or isn't really bonded. This was a crew that you, I, I felt as the game master, you guys had known each other for a it, year. It actually did. Like What I loved about it was when we were building up the characters was that we were, as we were doing it, we were kind of building up oh, our we own Oh, we were from the same town and yeah. we must have met yeah. in the wild and you were my brother and, yeah. and then you're just a crazy psycho and frog. Thing, but you're was, welcome here too. It was all random because the, because the fact, like, and it was, it, it, but because, what was it random was your relationships exactly you well that's the thing eric and i had po- both rolled villagers and townies so we figured we're both from the same town we met originally yeah. i was gonna have you guys headquartered in the cardanian capital yeah. but at the more and more you're here your stories came out i was like well you're gonna be in small town america and that's the thing and, b- and both julian and brandon had rolled cats like yeah. it was just bound that they were gonna just be brothers or just at least related it to a certain perfect. degree. Yeah. And I loved it. Like the more you're a bonded we, pair, the, you're a bonded pair. Yeah, the more random that we, <laughs> we rolled, we're compatible. The more random stuff <laughs> that we had rolled, the more connected we all seemed to be. I mean, I think the only one that wasn't completely connected was the frog. And I love that. <laughs> and I almost think that if you guys had gone off on your own in the week before, and I really do apologize, it took really long to write these characters tonight. Uh, it took like about this, two and a half hours to, to put write this them. show together. We started at one in the afternoon, and it's now almost one in the morning. We're talking a twelve-hour yeah. campaign. That's pretty standard for RPGs, right? Yeah, and, and, but that's the thing. It, normally, when we well, do if character we're listening creation, to four hours, one-hour chunks. Yeah. Normally, like by the time we because re- we record these on Sundays, and we usually get together about one and uh, two. And we're done by like ten. Well, yeah, yeah we're done 10 by ten 30. because we usually eat lunch, whatever. We get we our kind of work. characters. We yeah, we finish all our stuff, and then by about four is generally when we start to record. Mm. We didn't start recording today until about six thirty. You guys were having a lot of fun yeah. building well, these building characters, stuff, yeah. picking your to, skills. To mention about the rules, the Palladium books they do a really good job of giving you all those options to have backstory for your characters. Mm, yeah. they have uh, tons of tables for random colors. Like I had a striped black and green frog, you know, like... And uh, even if that's never mentioned in the game, it helps sort of guide yeah, your, who you yourself, are. yeah. But like, going, going back to the rules as well, these rules lend themselves really well to combat. Yeah. Really, yes. really well to combat. Totally. And that's why there was a lot of it. I, I just throw yeah. that sure. out there. But I mean, another thing too, in the amount of time that after we built all the characters, <laughs> then I gave you your vehicle expenses, and then you built your first, the your solo vehicles, and anything left over was for the group vehicles. So in fact, the only two people were Erica and Steve who built solo vehicles. And yeah. then the rest... And anything left over was then pooled together to create Gravedigger. Well, and you guys yeah. spent so much time going like, oh, we're going to put the room here, and the turret's going to go up there, <laughs> and then this is going to have, we've got an air freshener in the mirror, and, and then we're going to have the love it. Uh, drink dispenser for Slurm and all this. <laughs> and, and by the time it was done, and before we had even sat down to play the game, I think we could all close our eyes and walk around this truck together mm-hmm. yeah, and yeah. know exactly Definitely. what it looked like. And yeah. I've never had that happen in a role-playing <laughs> what game. What I love about it is that when so we had 28,000 points. Uh, dollars to be able to spend towards our truck. Yeah. And we had like I love it. We need we two dollars left we had two over. Two dollars left over. So like ah fuck it, we'll spend it on a like a air freshener <laughs> just inside the cab. A, 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 a pre-death yeah. air freshener. Exactly. So it's been it's like a hundred yeah. years old. Yeah. It's completely yeah. petrified from like <laughs> nuclear fallout. <laughs> it doesn't smell anything anymore. If only we had five dollars, we could have gotten fuzzy dice. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, I forgot about the fuzzy <laughs> dice. Damn it, that would have been better. What I liked about this though is that like we basically set out from the beginning to say yeah we're gonna make an A team. Game with mutant animals, <laughs> yeah. and that's basically what it felt like. Yeah. We didn't give a shit. Like nope. you know, Except you Steve all... was sitting there with a cigar, being like, "I love it when a plan comes together." <laughs> we're like blowing shit up, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like ninja frogging, and you're firing from the fl- like the he- high caliber machine gun turret. No regard for anything. Nope. 
We were basically the A team. Where it's like you guys were like you, you and Brandon were like a BA. You were, yeah. I was I was Hannibal. Uh, when we play Roadhogs, if any of you rolls a chicken, you're definitely going to be one of the chickens escaping that burning farmhouse. Yes. <laughs> no, literally, all I heard was like in my head was da 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 da. So we're like driving around shooting guns and fucking dropping bombs, throwing grenades. Oh my god! So needless. Everything died. I kind of wish I had. I kind of wish I had a cigar just so I could be able to say like I no no not everything. Died. You let a witness get away. You let the chipmunk live. You had the shot and she too, bro. You, you had the shot. You didn't take it. <laughs> she didn't pin me. Someone needs to tell our story. <laughs> she pegged the barn owl. She pegged. That's all it took. Yeah. But because you have partial looks, you're like, it's a barn owl, and she's a chipmunk, so you're not going to recognize uh, the thing with facial recognition is it works for species. It was at night. Spent, for one thing. It was thing. at night. And the like it, I, I quickly like like I got in, flew in, flew out, and like. Sh- but by the time that she f- they found the body of the barn owl, it's like, oh yeah, no, that's who it was that I found was the damn barn owl. And I'm like, fuck. Yeah, I didn't that's bother like, rolling for fallout radiation, but I should have. Oh, that would have been funny. <laughs> I don't think so about we're it. trying to repair it. Yeah. I don't think they got to the radiation stage <laughs> we yet. Blew up. Oh my god, we blew up that whole damn base. That was hilarious. Cardania's one last hope to win the war against the empire. And they should have secured uh, it a little better. Grave yeah. diggers now their one last hope. <laughs> yeah, war. that's no in their compound. Oh my you guys god. are gonna have to fight Grave Digger in the oh, sequel. Fuck, we are gonna have to fight Grave Digger. <laughs> and oh, the big dad. Damn. Damn, that's gonna be hilarious. We can rebuild it. We have the technology. And an engineer. <laughs> yeah, that's it's true. Just whether or not you're gonna get the same amount of money. Brendan's back. character is able to build up to twelve thousand uh, dollars without help from yes. anyone else. That's the thing. I was your financial backer, so I don't know how you guys are gonna be able to survive. Out you the mean West. you didn't leave everything to them in your will? I, thought, I just assumed you did. Yeah. Well, how are they gonna be able <laughs> to? Oh, get yeah, it? you're right. Everything's been impounded by by the Cardinals. Exactly. Like everybody, like the whole town of Prosperity has been co- has been impounded. <laughs> oh yeah, they're all arrested. And they're they're all in. Concentration to, camps. Uh, what, uh, town of prison, I guess. I got nothing. They turned they turned prosperity into a prison. That's mm-hmm. basically what it is. Like it's a just, whole concentration it's just been camp. Completely shut down. They're all because they were all aiding and abetting yeah, terrorists. Yeah, right? Like Should I said, we, the entire economy of that basically. town was built around arming you. <laughs> so that's just Guantanamo Bay now. To be fair, we did have loftier goals. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like we were all bad. We got framed. Yeah, which yeah. kind of sucked. But well, we see, we're talking about this afterwards. We're basically like Batman at the end of the Dark I mean, Knight. I, we I had written all that down though ahead of time. If you had asked the questions, if you had stumbled. And if you had snuck in to the, uh, the facility, you could have listened in on conversations, you would have found out early that you were being screwed over. And then I had a few other places that you could have gone before you got to Churchill Industries. A lot of us also skipped a lot on doing our skills, though. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I could have picked, um, like, you know, uh, move silently or more mm-hmm. more stealth-like skills. But after, you know, Gravedigger kind of took on his life of its own, <laughs> yeah. it was like, well, let's go a little bit more just combat. Because I think yeah. that, that like, Gravedigger was own... the greatest character. Yeah. Yeah. I, it was like, it's, it, was the, it was the sixth character. I'm going to frame this character sheet. It's oh, like oh, Grave Digger. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I made this little character Memories. sheet. Grave Digger is ready. <laughs> Yeah, he was. I, you know what? And I think honestly, the the next version of Grave Digger has to be called Grave. Can we call this campaign after the bomb Deadly Force? Yes, <laughs> done and done. That's what we're calling. We it. need to get to, uh, the next Grave Digger. Should be a seaplane. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. yeah, we're not just gonna call the campaign. The B stands for bomb. <laughs> we could oh, call so it B, that. For bomb. B stands for bomb or Deadly Force. I like I like either two of them. I, yeah, I think definitely the sequel of it has to be Gravezilla. Yeah, Gravezilla. And uh, we well, have, it's a giant mech. It no. tra- 
Transformers into a mech. Oh, oh, oh transdimensional. Oh, wow. yeah. Well, we've been talking about mechas, and, and maybe this is a little bit where we can get into the Palladium stuff, because Brad's played Palladium games a little bit more than I have. I'd only known it through After the Bomb and Roadhogs. Yeah. And uh, there's a Robotech there's and all the Robotech stuff, man. So and all these universes connect to each other. They're all the same, the exact same rule set with the same conversion rates. Oh, okay. So you can take the characters. The difference with, with Robotech is where we had SDC for all of the structural damage capacity. Yeah. When you get into Robotech, it doesn't mean anything because they're so big and they're so powerful. They had to create an entirely new scale called uh, massive yeah, that's, damage that's, capacity. That's to go along with the whole Zentradi uh, technology when they crash land and the SDF one's created and blah, 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 blah. Wow. Robotech. Yeah, well, so technology then. becomes so, 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 so as much as powerful as Gravedigger was, it would be stamped on like an ant in the Robotech world. Yeah. That doesn't mean that your characters couldn't find themselves transported into the Robotech world, be wildly out of place and completely unprepared for what they're up for, yeah. but spend a couple years and start flying around in mechs. You know, mm-hmm. like every, every world, while not directly connected, is connected by the rules. And, mm. and they all convert one another. Even in After the Bomb, if you were playing a human mutant, you could have used the Heroes Unlimited Palladium game to pick your superpowers. Oh. Um, there was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles special recently, uh, fairly recently, for like 09, um, where they crossed over all the worlds. So they crossed over oh, the yeah, 80s yeah, yeah, cartoon yeah, yeah. Oh. with the, uh, the 2000... Um, six cartoon the and then uh, yeah, yeah TMNT oh. and then they basically no, not the movie the, the show the yeah, Teenage Mutant yeah, yeah. yeah and then they uh, then they crossed over with the Eastman and Laird comic and basically the premise was that uh, Shredder and Krang had found a way finally to rid the entire universe of turtles and they paired up with Utrom Shredder from like the comics and Shredder from the yeah from the show and all these things where they were going through and eliminating the turtles from every universe and wow. the universes were going out one by one and it's fucking amazing I've got it uh, on DVD we can watch it yeah, at a later day totally want to watch um, but the idea that what you could do is because again the TMNT the original TMNT rulebook that started this all with Palladium um, is the same set you could have a universe jumping thing where like well, the, people are traveling Back in time from the after the dimensional transdimensional mutants. Yeah. Transdimensional mutants yeah. is the sliders of wow. Ninja Turtles, and Palladium's already written that book. It's got oh, the yeah. sick cover and, where well, half of it's a dinosaur, and the other half of the dinosaur is a giant mech dinosaur. It's awesome. really I cool. Hope, I hope you anybody was able to catch anytime you mentioned what was it the the four the gang of four the yeah. gang of four. Uh, uh, Brad's frog came from Gatorland, and an interesting little writing that they put in because. After the bomb, second edition lost the license to <coughs> TMNT. Palladium just didn't renew it or didn't pay for it or whatever. And so, but they kept after the bomb because this is totally original world. They just removed all mention of the turtles from the world because yeah. you can't like copyright the idea of a mutant animal. And so they kept the mechanics of the game. They just removed TMNT, except in Gatorland, where it's it's like a swampy area that remained secluded from the rest of the outside world, mm-hmm. uh, run by the teachings of someone known only as the Gang of Four. Uh, a group of four who entered Gatorland, taught the first clans on the way of the ninja, and then vanished. And so the... I was kind of hoping we would run into so they something live, of that. You all, man, maybe out west. I, I had a plan to see Old Whiskers, who's mentioned in yeah. Roadhogs. <laughs> old Whiskers, I old, like that. Old Whiskers is, a, is a spoiler alert. It's Raphael, and he's 110 years old, and he's still alive. It, there's a good <clears> comic <throat> at the end of, uh, of, Roadhogs, of Roadhogs. Of him, yeah. And, really? he's like, yeah. And, he's, and he's trained a whole bunch of like... Is it in the back new, of the book? Yeah, yeah he's oh, got a cool. bunch of preteen... 
Ninja Turtles uh, that run in town and he's trying to teach them sort of oh, how to survive wow, cool. in this apocalyptic world and not give in to the biker gangs. Mm-hmm. And so it's like this monk monastery run oh, by so monks neat. and this old senile guy, he keeps calling everyone Mike. Is that yeah. you, Mike? Yeah. And Mikey? Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and then he comes out and you don't really know who he is or which of the turtles he is until he pulls out his weapons. And then uh, like, you immediately identify. And he's yeah. just, he's in like a, he's, he, he kind of, he's kind of like, uh, Splinter, really, yeah, but a little bit more psychotic. Well, before they lost the uh, license, too, though, all the artwork was done by like Eastman and oh, all really? Those guys. Yeah. 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 yeah, in yeah. fact, awesome. in the After the Bomb yeah. book, they still used some of Eastman's drawings yeah. that they just kept around. So the gang of four uh, uh, teaches, and, and so then out of Gatorland comes all these ninja taught. So when we randomly rolled for Froggy here to have ninja <coughs> training. <clears throat> instead of vehicle expenses, I was like, well, why don't you be like a monk of the Gang of Four? Yeah. And we just, and he had a little black bandana that he wore. And Yeah, I'm pretty sure that the uh, the losing of the rights um, for Palladium actually was very little to do with the, with Palladium and the books and the series and all. I think it was, it was collateral damage from the breakup, uh, the relationship yeah. between Eastman and Laird. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of asset claiming and fighting over the brand and some and uh, I believe it was Laird, Peter Laird, who sold his controlling share in Turtles yeah. to another company, and so there was this like r- total fight over who owned the franchise. Interesting, and that caused um, you know this this divisiveness, and, and it fucked over a lot of the licensees. And mm-hmm. I think that's kind of what happened. Well, that, that's what that was lot, two years ago. Okay. Yeah. But that was but like, what's r- nice though is even after the bomb second edition, <laughs> while legally has nothing to do with TMNT. It is still completely compatible with yeah. all of the TMNT books that are there, whether or not uh, uh, you uh, have them. And hey, Noble Knight Games deals yeah. with out-of-print books. Exactly. And if you want to look for them, I mean, I'm holding the first edition copy of Roadhogs, and it's a little beaten up now, and it's got it was brown, published eighty six. But it was published out. in eighty six, and this and this thing, this is the reason. This book is the reason why. Uh, Gravedigger Exist. existed yeah. in the first place because the core book had vehicles, but it was just like basic roles. And just yeah, just to quickly describe how the vehicle system worked for those of you interested out there, it was really fucking simple. They said, "Hey, pick your chassis. Here's how much it costs. Here's what its stats are. Here's pick how many mo- turrets uh, you can get. Pick your motor. Yeah, pick, pick your turrets. Your... Pick your equipment. Yeah. It was just a carte blanche, and you had to buy your tires, and you had to buy your your battery. You had to buy your gas, your oil. Is, it's also a survival world, so don't just buy one set of tires. Buy two batteries, right. like I did. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Buy two repair kits. Because if you yeah. decide to burn really fast down the highway, you could blow out your engine. Yeah. And then what do you do out in the middle of well, what's written in the West Coast in the yeah. desert? The we only thing I'd say we goofed on regarding those rules, though, was the fact that we only had one person who could drive the truck. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I mean, that, that turned out fine. I mean, oh, yeah. it was well, always it was the his two, truck. It was the two cats in, in the truck, and that was fine. And cats were... in the gate. <laughs> cats in the digger. <laughs> the silver food. Uh, so anyway, all right. So I guess let's let's go with uh, let's go with final thoughts. Um, Justin, uh, what are your final thoughts on on this? Uh, I just did I hoodwink all of you? Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did a good yeah. job. Yeah, you did. Because yeah. I kind of felt like I was cheating for a bit. Brad saw right through it from the start. He seen knew what was I, up. I played a lot of RPGs though, yeah. in you know my thirty years or so. So well, we 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 do as well. But like it, when you play with this group a lot, you realize that the, our stories tend to gravitate towards people's personalities. Yeah. And the only other time I've played with Justin GMing, uh, the only two times, one was um just a D&D dungeon delve. And the other was paranoia where everything was out to get you. Yeah. So like you were trained from the start not to trust anybody. And this this campaign lended itself way more to just like 
you know, a fucking turtle storyline or, you know, yeah. an A-team storyline. Well, the yeah, damn exactly. stress. Yeah. Well, this is the closest one we've ever actually, like, been, like, a full group that been, like, it was a formed, fully formed. I can't believe you we left all... her in prosperity. She That's should have been I, up I, I wanted to take I her with. I wanted with me, too. I was, tie her up, strap a piece of C4 to her, and <laughs> well, then just I make her I wasn't putting up a fight. She just said, like, listen, I don't want to go to a battle. I'll just hang out here. I all said, right? I said we should ramps, ran, just ransom her off. So I was like, that's cool She should have been our hood ornament. Like, reavers and firefight. Oh, <laughs> well, I started. I mean, we had the one dog hooked on the uh, the cow trap for a while. I want. Yeah. I really wanted to mount his head on the on the front of Gravedigger. Totally. Yeah. Um, all right. So, Brandon, your, what are your uh, final thoughts? Well, after the first time playing with you guys, I, I thought it was a really interesting game to kind of start with, and I, I really think this group kind of meshed really well with this kind of type of game. Yeah. And it, but wow, it. it Turned to pandemonium pretty quickly. Oh, yeah. yeah. Usually does. Which was rare for us, yeah. really. Really? Is it? Were you listening okay. to Pathfinder? No. Okay, well, yes, I listened to Pathfinder, but that's the thing. It's like. It's rare for this group. It's oh, rare for this group. And usually it's. Were always, we listening to. I don't know. Usually Pokemon it's always, got pretty pandemonium there. It, it did, got, but near the did. end. It, it, did, always, it always happens that the first two episodes are always kind of the slowest, and then the, uh, the last episode is always kind of the most pandemonium. In yeah. an episode, this is well, the first time it's been. It was pandemonium yeah. every single episode. Well, and that episode. was part of it. I mean, we had a rule this time around: no buying, and we had yeah. we didn't do any shopping except for a little yeah. bit when we returned to Prosperity the second time. So we yeah. started with the combat, and I just had a bit of that time lapse where we established the group. Yeah. But I wanted to get. I like. I had so much fun in those fourth episodes. I want to start so with episode good. four. Yeah. 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 That's true. But uh, I mean, that's so. I don't know. I like. I like the fact that it was all pandemonium. Yeah. Five yeah. out of five would bomb again. I mean, yeah. like if just. I, I just love the chaos, and I love the fact that, like, yeah, my character was really just a psycho. <laughs> I, I mean, that's I mean, that's not unheard of for me. I, I know that that's a big surprise. <laughs> no, not even a subtle psycho. You were, you were a psycho like, in the it, fact that you weren't a traitorous psycho. No, I was just like, I, I don't hey, hey, Macarena, <laughs> you know, Larry Bob. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I don't know, I really, I really enjoyed that. Just, you enjoyed driving yeah. your truck. Yeah. I actually really liked running the truck into people. It's yes. like, it's like years of playing Carmageddon. Really uh, just, yeah. just got to me. <laughs> uh, Brad? Um, I, I had a great time playing with you guys. It was a lot of fun to come back and play a Palladium game. I haven't done it in a long time. The only thing I wish, uh, since I was kind of a last minute addition to come and play and stuff, I wish I'd known a little bit more beforehand, meaning I could have brought my extra books and could yeah. have helped stream. Eh, I yeah. it's just reviewed the rules a little bit more and I wish I just had a little bit more time and I would have been a much bigger help with all the character creation and stuff. But yeah. you know, foresight uh, hindsight is always twenty twenty. Yeah. Yeah, oh exactly. no, yeah, but it was great. Honestly, you were you helped. I had you in like I was like, so it's a PE to roll, right? PE, it's PP. There and you it's go. That's the one. Yeah. DC check, fourteen <laughs> DC check. Oh, here's my only criticism of the system um, that I can. Well, my my biggest criticism, anyways. Uh, the stats are all so similarly named yes. that for people who like are playing for the first time, you're like, do I roll PP, PS, PE, or PB? And you're like, what do they what? stand for again? What's what's SDC again? Right? Like we, none of us. I don't think of any of us remember to add our IQ bonuses. Lord no, to we skill never levels, did anything right? IQ. Like, yeah. yeah, well, that's the thing. We didn't really flush out our skills at all either, yeah. right? We yeah. all had like our set skills that were like you used your drive but this check is the all point, the time. Though. And the like, point, yeah. and yeah. One, one thing yeah. I always like to hammer home in Terrible Wars: it really doesn't matter about the rules. It matters no. about the story that we collectively created. Yeah. And you guys created. Uh, wow. I will yeah. say this, that we did have to, I mean, out of all the campaigns we've done, we did have to look up in the books a lot more than we have before. Well, that was my fault. I mean, I'm no, coming th back no, into a game that I don't really know. Honestly, I only got the book a week ago. Honestly, I'm going to say it's not your fault at all. 
because the, the, that's the thing. This this system table is this this system is so stat heavy that you have to look up. Okay, is this like but in order so to see D&D this vehicle ha- is going to crash through these particular players? And it was so much like you had like we had like so many enemies that we were just it just took a while. Like we had all each of us had four attacks. I will say every com- single round. Com- somehow though, combat still managed to go faster than D and D. Yeah. True. Like D and D is so fucking slow. I never want to play. Yeah. I never want to play a traditional D twenty game again. Like yeah. just it's well, so, that's, this is I, a. I, I always it. thought that the Palladium was like a better D twenty system before D twenty. It totally is. Like as far so. as combat wise, like I love it even more than D and D four point um, which is supposed to be the simpler version of it. But honestly, like it's just the, because of how complex hey, the system is now. My little brother, I'm visiting Ireland in September. He wants me. He's like, Hey, Justin, you ever heard of Dungeons and Dragons? And I'm like, Have I? <laughs> and, and he wants me to come over and play a game of D and D and Dungeon Master for him and his friends and introduce him and his friends to the system. I'm like, I kind of want to do that, but I kind of want to just bring this along. Yeah. And yeah. just throw them into uh, like, you're going to be animals. I can yeah. lend you the uh, the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and other better. strangeness. Oh, the first edition. That'd be yeah. good. Um, incredible. Yeah, anyway, so Erica, final thoughts? Yeah, I was, you know, I mean, the system played really well with um, with with all, all the action. It was it was just amazing, and mm. that that truck was just beautiful. I <laughs> that was amazing just beautiful. <laughs> no, it was it was really great. I think we all had really good chemistry. We had a lot of fun. We went guns a blazing, and it's kind of it suited. It, it suited how twisted the plot eventually became. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it was really good. I, I had a great time. To the, bo- the point where we both died. Yeah, um, but, and you know, I was a little upset, but you know, that's, that's okay. fine. It, it we had an amazing time. Yeah, exactly. No, I want to do this, this again. Definitely. Yeah, totally. Uh, I guess. I, I mean, my final thoughts are: I did love this uh, this game. This was this was fun. I will say, like, uh, for those who want to be able to play these, definitely substitute a, a chunk of time for character creation. Because that was probably our biggest. If I mean, not an entire session, yeah, like if you're getting together as a group, you will spend an entire session making your characters exactly, and then meet again next because week. Because there's so the much game. random yeah, rolling of percentile dice but to be able to really? figure out but at the what same characters time, you're get. I thought it, it really oh, works it to great. create the characters as a team. Yes, yeah. because as you're rolling randomly together and going through the steps together, you'd be like, oh, and we came from the same titty, and, and we're yeah. going to be brothers, and you will find that you create an entire history yeah. that you can really role play. And I would with. say, like, even using kind of our story or Justin's story as a base it's the fact that everybody is sort of like an A-team mm. if you build it off like that as a character creation tool because I mean you're all going to be a team anyway in this game we assume you're going to be so might as well like make it because you are going to be mercenaries throughout this world might as well just be like a full a full on A-team and just build off of that or like the Final Fantasy 7 Avalanche yeah. team exactly or, you can totally uh, do that the four turtles you know like exactly, yeah, exactly. right yeah so totally right. just build up, build your characters like that as like a cohesive team instead of just trying to be you can be individuals like create your own individual characters and your own individual sort of personalities but if you can all mesh together as a team and come up with your own back, like character backstory and group backstory that just adds more value to the game and I and I absolutely uh, I love it um, so. But actually, you know, I would also say, like, uh, for those who are one, like, want to be able to know more about the Palladium books and kind of that system, um, if you had a chance about a month, uh, about a month ago, uh, listen to our the Big Mike's interview with Kevin Ciambata, who is the co-founder of Palladium Books. Mm-hmm. 
and they go into like they definitely go in depth as far as like the history of the of the company and then it's a storied of, company too. Oh, they totally. have like embezzlement issues and yeah, like well, yeah. there's some criminal convictions. It's actually a fascinating read. It totally is. I mean, you could definitely and look them up. And they're still around from '81. Oh like, yeah. yeah, like they're they're definitely still around. They just uh, got uh, funding for their Kickstarter. I can't remember which what what they funded, uh, but they did get fully funding for one of their projects they're working on. Uh, so. Robotech was I just was saw it, it was it was a link for Robotech Tactics. Oh, oh cool. maybe it's something that's awesome. what I just saw. If it was talking Kickstarter. Then that's definitely something that I I was looking up the Robotech book before I came over because I wanted to look into it, and um, and then I saw something it was like called Robotech Tactics or something like that. Oh, cool! Sounds awesome. Or tactical. Definitely uh, definitely check out more. I mean, we're probably going to do more with Kevin again. I would uh, would assume we can definitely come back to Riffs Robotech or definitely after. There's an entire. I would love to do Robotech. I mean, that's near and dear. I can do. I can throw that down, and I can. I have. We could do Invid Invasion or Southern Cross. Although I don't like those ones as much as the Macross Saga, but still, there's all good. Riffs also has an entire line of Riffs Canada. Yeah, which oh, is like, and, and they've got like books of of it just set in this like weird apocalyptic dinosaur ridden mech warrior um, Canada. Yeah, what's what's really cool about the Palladium books too is at the end of all of them they always have uh, campaigns, settings. They have demo characters and stuff like that. Like they they're giving you tons of information with well, all what, their. What books. surprised me in the After the Bomb book for Second Edition, you open up to the first page and the picture you see. A burning ruin Toronto landscape. Yeah. Yep. Oh is God. it Toronto? Yeah. It's Toronto. Yeah. CN oh Tower, Skydome. Oh, and was, and it kind of blew me away. Awesome. I was like, wow, that's this is amazing. That you is... never see Toronto in disaster movies. Uh, uh, did you play Blood Dragon? Holy f- yeah. Wow. No, I mean, like in movies, right? Like the closest yeah. you got to was uh, was Resident Evil, but even yeah. then, when they actually blowed the so city up. It wasn't supposed to be Toronto. It's not Toronto. Right. But like oh, I, I'd, I'd love to have seen like Toronto make like, a cameo in Pacific Rim or, or in like 2012 or something like that, right? I wonder like how well, like, any of the co-founders are from guys. There's a Toronto. spinoff to, uh, to to the TMNT rules that was made by Palladium called Turtles Go Hollywood. <laughs> oh boy! Well, that could tell, definitely tie next week on too. Terrible Warriors. Yeah, I could definitely yeah. that t- tie into Roadhogs. Anyway, all right. So that is it for these words of terrible. I hope you enjoyed uh, after the bomb. Um, Deadly Force or bees for bomb. It's deadly Force. De- I think Deadly, deadly Force. Deadly Force, yeah. First Blood. Deadly First Force. <laughs> Plan B. First blood. Shoot first. Never ask questions. This is gonna like, go with the action movie. Just Deadly Force. Force. Like, first Blood. Title. 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 Yeah. Title. All right. First. Well, whatever. Deadly I mean, Force. First Blood. Part One. You know. Anyway, we hope you enjoyed it. So uh, for these words are terrible. We have been Erica Sailor Senshi Sabo. Uh, let's just go with Brad. <laughs> Julian Grave Digger Splane. <laughs> I'm just going to go Brennan. I'm tired. <laughs> Justin, God, I just spent 12 hours on this stupid game, Ecock. Uh, and I'm Steve Snowball Sailor. I want to give a big round of applause to Justin for uh, great. Yeah, yeah. It was great. Stop. Fantastic. I improvised that entire four hours. And I planned what, nothing. That's what a good GM does. Uh, all right. And you can be able to get this these books at noblenight.com, our sponsor for this episode. We're out of print. It's available again. And so for these words are terrible, as always, we remain obediently yours. Bye, everybody. <laughs> You have just listened to These Warriors Are Terrible. Did our terrible warriors succeed in saving the day? Did someone do something completely insane and stun the GM into a stupefied silence for asking if their horse had a mustache? And lastly, did someone get punched squarely in the goodie bags? Also, are there any settings or RPG adventures you would like our terrible warriors to play next? Do you have your own awesome or insane stories of your own RPG conquest or failures? Comment on this episode post. Message us on Twitter at Dice Warriors 
or email us at feedback at thesewarriorsareterrible.com. Until next time, geeks and gamers, the dice has been put away, the books back on the shelf, and the Cheetos stuck to the floor. For these warriors are terrible.